Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Well, Avatar also, is also Disney. Oh, well, how does that work then? Is that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just assume Disney owns everything. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Explained Weekly Q&A. I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And uh, we're going to try something a little different. We've never done like an introduction like that before, but uh, this episode we're going to try to make a little more, I don't know, podcasty, conversational, uh, stuff like that. I realize that sometimes new people stumble across these and they're <laughs> like, who are these bozos? Right. So Why are they talking about Star Wars? Quick little intro. Uh, we're going to try it out. Uh, we also, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian news a lot. I mean, a lot of news came out this past week. Mm -hmm. uh, some movie news, some TV news, uh, some news about movies that never wound up happening. So <laughs> we're going to talk about all that. We're still taking uh, questions to answer, but they're all kind of based around that. Um, before we dive into it, uh, I just thought we would catch people up on our past week because we, we had some little... Star Wars activities going on. Yeah. Kind of do like a Force Center, <laughs> what they do. They do their Star Wars adventures of the past week. Uh, but we went to the Empire's Trips back last weekend. And I actually legitimately want to talk about it because it was way better than I thought it was going to be. It was very good. And like before you start thinking, oh, it was probably really raunchy. Why are they talking about this? <laughs> it actually wasn't. It was like really well done. It, it's a parody burlesque show. And uh, the music they chose was excellent. I like we went to it thinking like, oh, this will be fun. We got our tickets and uh, thought it was going to be goofy. But I, I think we both walked away from it really impressed. Oh, my jaw was on the floor after the fact, like, I was so impressed by the whole show. We also, we went to the 9.30 show, which I think was a good idea because they did two shows a night. And so I was like, let's go to the later show, get the, the rowdier crowd. And it was a lot of fun. The host was really cool. He made, you know, the little breaks in between numbers really fun. And I the, the people around us were kind of funny because you could tell some of them didn't really know Star Wars that well, but we're having a great time. Oh, yeah. every Well, like, people there were clearly Star Wars fans, but, you know, not on the level. They're not going to be on YouTube looking up Star Wars stuff. Uh, like, just <laughs> the, there was someone behind us when Boba Fett had a number and they were like, <laughs> let's go, Jabba the Hutt. And I, <laughs> I thought that was excellent. They were so enthusiastic and so happy to be there. Uh, that gave me a good laugh. But I, I knew it was going to be special when the first number was Luke on a Tauntaun, like came out on a legitimate full, like giant Tauntaun. And I was like, oh, the production level on this is way bigger than I thought. It had like a person inside of it, didn't it? I think it had two. I think two people. one person was each leg. Oh, okay. I gotcha. But yeah, like everything about it. I don't want to like talk about it too much and, and spoil the numbers really because they were very fun. Uh, just about all of them had a surprise where I was like, 
oh, this is neat. I get what's going on. And then something would happen that would just get a cheer out of everyone. Yeah. Some some of the numbers were specifically like very Star Wars-y. Like the, the, I don't know, the basis around the dance number was something that you would see in Star Wars. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I'm thinking of the 3PO one specifically. But, but anyways, yeah, if you like search it online, you might be able to pull up like a, a little preview because I know on Facebook they have like videos of what it's like with little like snippets. Yeah. So it'll give you a, a brief idea of it. I hope it comes back to Atlanta. I mean, it's here until January or at the end of January. So uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we would recommend it. Uh, I also wanted to shout out just a little fun Star Wars thing. I ordered this so long ago that I forgot about it. And then it it came this week, and I'm just so happy. with This is my very first Hot Toys ever, uh, but my new Cobb Vanth doll is the best. <laughs> <laughs> was it you or me who called it a doll? You called it a doll. I called it a Well, I opened it up, and I was like, yeah, this is a doll. Like I, I had no idea that the Hot, hot Toys models like this were like had fabric on them and are, are very doll like i realized that they're you know some some people prefer action figure but the detail on this is insane yeah this is not sponsored hot toys did not send me this uh i just love it so much like i <laughs> again i'd never had a hot toys before uh but i i opened this up i kind of did one of those things where I was like, well, I'm just going to get all the Cobb Vanth stuff like I do with Biggs Darklighter. And there's no Biggs Hot Toys yet, so I, I got this, and man, it's cool. So I just wanted to put him out, and he can just be here with us for the rest of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> just hanging out. One Thanks, of us. Cobb. Well, well, let's get into the main topic of uh, today's video, and that would be uh, the Mandalorian movie news. The Mandalorian and Grogu. So... I've already talked extensively about it. Uh, people have heard my thoughts, but I wanted to give Molly a chance to share her thoughts, and then we're going to answer a lot of the questions that I have seen pop up surrounding this announcement uh, as we get into it. Grogu's going to be on the big screen. <laughs> Bigger than we've ever seen him. And I'm pretty excited about so, it. So that's one of the things I wanted to cover, is that I, I feel like my reaction to it was a little more reserved. And you were a lot more excited. So I wanted to give you a chance to share your excitement. Well, I, I will say my very first initial reaction was like, oh, man, they're doing this instead of season four. Bummer. But that's not necessarily the case. I guess we don't really know for sure. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? I think this is a smart move. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do think that that is one of the biggest questions people have had is just, is there going to be a season four? And uh, Deadline put out in their article, I guess they talked to a source at Lucasfilm, but yeah, season four is still in the works. Mm -hmm. It's just that they're going to do this movie first. It might be that this is what season four was going to be, and then season four will actually be season five, which can get confusing. But Yeah. Uh, I also have thought about it kind of like, imagine if the Mando and Grogu story and Luke story that we got in Book of Boba Fett, imagine if we got that as a movie in mm. theaters. I'm thinking, like, if they have a very specific story, Mando-Grogu story that they want to tell, 
before they get into the meat and potatoes of what season four is going to be about, why not make it a movie? I think that is actually a really good idea. And to like front load their continuing like ongoing movie plans with this, with like their two big money makers, you know, I think that's a good idea. I, I do think like a, a lot of my reservations and worries came from just like the business side of all of this, which, you know, Star Wars is a business. So I, I have to admit that. And like, this is the reality. So I'm accepting it. Uh, but my worry was that maybe Disney was like, we need a Star Wars movie right away. Uh, what's hot right now? Mando and Grogu, like make it a movie, toss away the, the show, not toss it away forever, but just like give us a movie real fast. Mm -hmm. But you, you were like, we don't know what the reality is. And you suggested to me, it's like, well, you know, maybe Jon Favreau wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, if it actually is like a creative decision first, and Jon was writing up season four and just had this idea that this is a bigger story to tell, then I am a lot more happier about that. Like, if it's John Favreau's idea all the way and not someone up, it's not Bob Iger going like, get me a baby Yoda movie right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> then I feel better about all of it. Yeah. I, I try not to worry about that stuff too much. Like, I think I said it the other day when we were taking a walk with Hilo, we don't have to know how the sausage was made. It just tastes good. Like, <laughs> hopefully if, cause we know some people in the entertainment industry and sometimes you know, they'll be a little bit more jaded about the final product because they know everything about what went into it and just all the drama attached to that. So I'm like, I, I'm, I'm keeping a very open mind about what this movie is going to be. I'm also keeping pretty low expectations for the quality of this movie. Yeah, like I am kind of worried. A lot of... Uh shows that become movies it can work um but not always like i think x files is a great example of a series that had a movie in the middle of its run and i really like that movie mm -hmm. uh serenity ended firefly and i think that worked great um but there are a lot of like usually there's sitcoms that become movies and then you're like okay well that just felt like a 90 minute version of my favorite sitcom or whatever, which I was, it's like, is that worth a movie? But I do think that with The Mandalorian, there is a chance to tell like a big epic scope story. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at Jon Favreau's episode, the one that he has directed, uh, it's The Marshal and it's awesome mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's very cinematic. So I, I do think that there are plenty of ideas that Jon Favreau could go with to create a movie out of uh, this story. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to look up other TV shows that had movies come out, and most of them were like a movie came out after the show ended or to wrap up the show, like Serenity came out mm -hmm. for Firefly. And I was... we. I don't think we saw, was it El Camino? The Breaking Bad Oh, movie? I saw it. How was that? 
It was fine. Because like the show, that show was so great and people loved it so much. And then that movie came out and I haven't, I didn't really hear much about it. It had some cool moments. It was unnecessary. But did it feel, feel, did it feel like a longer episode of the show? Yeah. I think that's what this is going to feel like for most people because it's, we've been watching it at home on our couches we're going to go see it in the theaters. It's going to be, it's going to feel a little more epic just because we're in theaters with a bunch of other people watching it on the big screen. But ultimately, I think it will just f- feel like a longer episode, but I'm okay with that. That That is part of my worry, again, from the business side of things. And I expressed this in the video, but like the box office situation right now is pretty rough across the board. Disney had a rough 2023 and I wonder if people who have been trained to sit and watch Din and Grogu on their couch are going to feel compelled to go to the theater to see their next adventure. Or are they going to be like, I'll wait until it comes out on streaming? Yeah. And like, I, I just I do think the risk is lessened a bit because I don't think this is going to be a massive 300 million dollar movie mm-hmm. i think they could probably make it for under a hundred million uh like if you look at something like the creator which looked phenomenal uh i i do think that there is a chance that they can do a smaller budget star wars movie be a little experimental with it and uh just see how that performs right i think this is star wars way of making a barbie movie Go on. Who sells them the most merch? Uh, like toys. Okay. <laughs> Grogu. We're going to enter the, the Who Grogu. Who loves Grogu? People of all ages. <laughs> We're going to go into the Grogu multiverse. <laughs> There's all kinds of Grogu's here. <laughs> I say that meaning more like people of all ages yeah. will, if they like these characters, they will want to go see the movie. Like parents will want to take their kids to go see a Mando and Grogu movie because Grogu is one of the main titles and like he appeals to everyone. I I do think you're right there. I I think that, I mean, looking back at 2023 again, like the Mario Bros movie also did very well. Yeah. One of the few movies that did last year and it was aimed at kids. Not saying that this is going to be a, a kid's movie, but it's got Grogu in it. It's just, it's going to be fun mm-hmm. uh, and probably flashy and full of excitement and adventure. So I do think it will appeal to kids of all ages. Yeah. Um, and, and also I, I talk to my parents who I consider to be like, <laughs> I, I always get their opinion on Star Wars stuff because they're not that involved in it. But I told them they're doing a Mandalorian movie and my mom did go, oh, I'd probably go to the theater to see that. So I'm like... Yeah. Okay. That's that is probably the general consensus of people who are very surface level Star Wars watchers like, "Oh yeah, that that sounds fun." Yeah. I'll go see that. It's that's uh, I just hope it's fun enough. Yeah. I think the last thing I will say is that there could have been a better way to present this movie is that I I kind of wish that it were part of the celebration presentation. Mm. If it were part of the plan, which I kind of think it wasn't at that point but i think that i would have had a more excited reaction to it if they were up on stage talking about the mandalorian and then they were like guess what 
we're going to do a movie. Yeah. That, Give us a little tease. That brings us back to like talking about the business side. And it's like, why did they just suddenly give us this news? And they didn't mention this at all at Celebration. It makes it feel like it was a uh, spur of the moment sort of choice. And I, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, man, there's been a lot of just talk about the Ray movie and Charmaine obeyed Chinoy and... When this news came out, it didn't make me think of this at first, but I was like, what if they were considering doing this and they just like pushed it ahead to kind of like push all the other, to try to push all the the negative news off the slate for a little while? I mean, I, that'll never happen. Yeah, that's but... always going to be there. Those people are always going to exist to be online and complain. Yeah. Uh, but... I do think there is some sense in putting out a lower stakes Star Wars movie. Like, part of me is like, it's going to be the first time in like six years that we've been in the theater to see Star Wars. And I wanted it to be something that felt like a big return, like the new Jedi Order or Dawn of the Jedi mm-hmm. or Filoni's movie. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I know. So I I can kind of see some sense in that to be like, let's just... Let's ease back in yeah. <laughs> to, to Star Wars being a movie. Let's not make it as big of a deal as you just said you wanted it to be. Right, because that's not going to matter to me at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of in my head. I want it to be this big thing that we're going back to see. But once the movie's out, I'm not going to care. I'm going to go, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, people are always going to, you know set their expectations really, really high, get their hopes up for this kind of thing. And maybe I'm jaded for just like doing what we do, but I just stopped doing that. I'm just like, I go into every Star Wars thing, very low stakes, very just like, all right, let's see if this is a good time or not. Yeah. And then I'll go from there. That's all I'm looking for is a good time. (laughs) Uh, But what I wanted to kind of say about the messaging and how they talked about this is that I think it would have felt a little better if they were like, we're doing a Mando movie, and we'd be like, cool. And then they're like, and guess what? This is all going to build to a New Republic Imperial Remnant War movie. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni's directing it. And we'd be like, oh, that's awesome. And and guess what? We're also doing Dawn of the Jedi. We're going to go see how the Force like started talking to people and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And we're like, wow. And Daisy Ridley is coming back. Like... They could have escalated yeah. the news and we would have been freaking out, I think, and celebrating it a little more. And then <laughs> instead, months later, they're like, we're doing a Mando movie and it's going to be out first. And you're like, oh, this could. OK, I, I don't want to harp on this for too much longer, but this could also be because of the strikes like Filoni and Favreau could have already had a pretty basic outline in their heads or some stuff already written for season four and the strike happened and a lot of stuff didn't get written or produced or made at all and now that the strike is over they're like all right we got to jump back like quick i I do think that makes a lot of sense if they have feloni's movie and they're like this is the target release date we want here are the story beats that we need to hit in the mandalorian and ahsoka and skeleton crew etc yeah. And if they're like, well, we aren't going to have time to get season four done 
so let's hit those story beats in a film. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I could kind of see that. Yeah. But let's get into some questions about The Mandalorian here. Uh, Pippin's number one fan, uh, great username. <laughs> Pippin just wandered in here, but he hasn't hopped up yet. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, Pippin's number one fan asks what we think it's going to be about. See, I, I mean, I don't know. Like my first thought was, okay, where did we leave off? This, this is like going to be Grogu's journeys. That was what the, the, I keep calling him, uh, his court mandated adventures. Yeah. The armor was like, you have to take him on adventures as your apprentice. And yeah, if this is just Grogu and Mando going on adventures together, great. But I was also like, who's the villain going to be? I mean, ultimately, the villain is always going to be, in this time period, just the Imperial Remnant and Thrawn. Uh, But I don't know what exactly it's going to be about. I'm going to steal some stuff from Force Center and Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, because as usual, when I'm feeling like a little iffy about some news, he is just like the Star Wars counselor. Uh, I'll also try to remember to link to their episode on this exact topic, but he didn't have like a plot outline or anything, but he said that the personal stakes need to be big Mm -hmm. for this to be like a movie. And Grogu's challenge is just that he is afraid to lose Din. I mean, he's attached to his father, stepped away from being a Jedi because of it. So basically that could be the big emotional threat is mm-hmm. like they get separated. And they they like almost did that at the end of The Mandalorian season 3, and I was excited about it. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, Din's captured. Grogu is going to have to be the one to save the day." And he did, but it just happened so fast. So I wouldn't mind seeing that play out a little bit more extreme. Yeah. Or uh, they've been living together in that little house for a while at this point, and Grogu is sick of Mando cramping his style, and he like is having more of a teenage rebellious era and like wants to go out and do stuff by himself. He's going to sneak out and just, it's going to be baby's day out, but in Star Wars. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> do you remember that movie? Yes. <laughs> that That's going to be, it's going to be like a slapstick comedy of a bu- everyone catch that baby. <laughs> and he's just bumbling his way around. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's what they've been doing, right? <laughs> everyone catch Ch- that baby. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Maria asks if we are going to see pedro pascal in the movie and that's another question of like is he gonna be in it even i i assume i don't know why we wouldn't continue to have him voice the character but i saw a lot of people asking that question like is pedro even gonna be in it at all i hope so but i'm also not getting my hopes up like they went through all this trouble to uh for him to be forgiven for taking his helmet off it would, I, I would be going through whiplash if he takes it off again and then has to go back. And like, there, there would have to be a really good final reason, either off or on. Or, I mean, or it can be both. It can, it can be, be a Bo Katan situation. It's like, but he needs, we need to see that process happen and he cannot go back on it. And 
because like I said, it's just whiplash. So I I would love to see Pedro in this. I don't think we're going to. I think he'll voice it. Yeah, he's. It. I would be shocked if he didn't voice it. Uh, I if he's in it, I don't think he'll be in it much. I think they'll save it for a big important moment. Uh, I, like I'm still pro get over the helmet thing. Like I I want him to be more flexible with it. Um, so I hope that it happens, but I agree. It is just going to feel like oh. going back and forth. What if though, what if the very first scene of the movie is like a scene about like Den getting ready for the day? He has his helmet off. Like what if we just get to see scenes of just Den doing mundane things brushing before, his teeth before <laughs> he goes out for the day and puts his helmet on yeah i mean it could work that's I think that, that's a way around it yeah right? i mean they have shown that he takes his helmet off to eat which back in season one he's like i haven't taken my helmet off in front of anyone else in since i was a child and then he takes his helmet off to eat and he's standing in the window and i'm like everyone can see you dude the kids are gonna be like who's that guy yeah. uh <laughs> So, like, he, he definitely does take his helmet off to eat and brush his teeth sometimes. Oh, Ooh, just got clawed on the thigh. Put him down. Well, he's going all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> I do kind of think, I, I guess I could see Pedro wanting to be in the movie. And I, I think it, f- from what we've heard, I think he wanted to have his face in season one. And they that wasn't originally part of the plan. Hmm. Uh, I, I think maybe they were going to save it for season two when it's like, oh, my, I have to take my helmet off to save Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I could see him being like, if I'm going to be in this movie, I want to be in this movie. Mm. I don't, I don't know that his face is going to be on the poster, but because then that would kind of spoil it. Sure, that, that he takes the helmet off. No, I don't. I don't think they're putting his face on the poster anytime soon. Mm. That's a shame. It really is. I mean, <laughs> he'll be on the poster brushing his teeth. Oh, please! <laughs> a, it's a, this whole movie's just a get ready with me. <laughs> Din is trying to be a, a social influencer now, and so that's why he mm. doesn't notice Grogu has escaped and is wreaking havoc he's, across Navarro. He's doing a TikTok live, uh-huh. and, and Grogu got out. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we figured out what this movie is. Art Keenig asks if the Mandalorian and Grogu will bring all the Mandoverse characters together. Could. I mean, that would be cool to see, well, I mean, Ahsoka and Sabine are off doing their thing in another galaxy, but we could definitely see people from the other shows pop in. I don't think it's going to be all of the Mandoverse. So this will come out after Skeleton Crew, so that that cast will be introduced. Mm. Um, But yeah, Ahsoka and Sabine are gone. I think that this is going to be a little more self-contained to The Mandalorian, and I would throw the Book of Boba Fett in there too. Like, I could see Boba Fett being in this, but like the usual cast that we see, Carson Teva will be Mm -hmm. around, which is great. I love that Paul Sun-Hyung Lee is now going to be in a Star Wars movie. I, I hope, fingers crossed. Uh, I think Pelly will be in it. Also crossing my fingers very hard for the Marshal. Uh, <laughs> what's he doing? In the, he's been in that back to tank for a while now. Mm. Let's get him out. 
He's more machine than man now. I, I hope not. <laughs> uh, get him a new set of armor or something. Uh, Who was the the pirate gang, the leader of the pirate gang that we know is going to be in Skeleton Crew? Oh, Vane? Vane. I think he's might still be around. Maybe he'll die in Skeleton Crew. We don't know. Mm. Uh Maybe Hondo, Maybe they've been saving Hondo for his big screen debut. We got to get Grief Cargo on the big screen. Yeah, Grief will be in it. Mando! Yeah, I, that's another thing Force Center <laughs> threw out that I was like, that's accurate. That uh, if they need to, you know, explain uh, how, like, because, you know, not everyone who goes to see this is probably going to have seen The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So they have to set some things up and... Uh, the force center called grief karga an exposition machine oh that's exactly what he is. <laughs> just walking around explaining things to people uh so yeah grief will be in it ig11 i, I think anyone mm. that's been in the mandalorian and the book of boba fett is fair game do you think uh i'm trying to think jason sandula i'm like another kid you know, anything is possible. Like, I, I definitely think anyone in the Mando verse is possible, but I'm not hedging my bets. I think it's going to be a little more self-contained, plus like some Imperial Remnant characters. Mm. That's probably going to be the the connection to the larger Mando verse. Yeah, because we've kind of speculated that it would be kind of cool if if Jason were doing something in Skeleton Crew, just because it is mostly centered around kids. So I, I don't know. I guess maybe after we see that show, we might have a better idea of who might show up. Since we kind of touched on it, do you think there's going to be a crawl in this movie? Mm. Uh, no. I, I think there might be something kind of like Solo's introduction or Ahsoka's like red crawl. I think they might set up something but i don't think they're gonna do a giant like previously on disney plus at the start of the movie they might that'd be interesting but i i I am curious to see but maybe they don't need to set anything up they might just be like that's what i'm thinking yeah these are their two biggest like characters right now biggest money makers the most well, maybe not the most yeah, I, I, like, well recognized. I'm thinking recognized, back but... to Serenity or X Files. You know, I I saw X Files before the movie, before I saw the show, uh, and I didn't feel lost. I loved the movie that got me into the show. So yeah, I guess they don't really need to explain that much. Be like, this is Din. He's a Mandalorian. He keeps his helmet on. This is his baby. He loves that baby. (laughs) (laughs) They might show the scene of uh, Grogu and Luke and Grogu picking between the shirt and the lightsaber. Here's another name I'll throw out for a character I hope appears is Keller and Beck. Yeah. Let's do some flashbacks with Grogu. Let's see Ahmed Best on the big screen swinging those lightsabers around. Oh my gosh. Love that. That would be so cool. Eloasti wants to know if the Mandalorian and Grogu will use the volume. I have to imagine it will. Yes. (laughs) There's no reason for them not to, especially if they're trying to get this out. Not quick, but like, I I just keep thinking in my head that they already have a story in mind. They want to crank this out, so to speak, 
and and get it out there to make money before the other movies are supposed to come out. So I I don't see why they wouldn't use the volume. I, I do think they probably have the story, maybe even the script ready to go. Like who knows how long this has been uh, in the works. Like we heard rumors of it a month or two ago mm-hmm. and I, I think we both kind of shrugged it off back then but you know the rumor was season four was gonna be a movie yeah which just sounds like someone heard there was going to be a movie and then you know that game of telephone happens and it's just i think all it meant was the next mandalorian thing is going to be a movie not a season yeah um but yeah i think john probably has the story and the script so and again, the volume was kind of made, or I, the Mandalorian was made with the volume in mind. Mm-hmm. And the, the way that he has like perfectly shiny armor and stuff, I just think the Mandalorian has continued to impress me. The volume doesn't always work for me, but it usually does on the Mandalorian. I hope it's not all volume. I definitely don't think I was going to get to that. I will say that. I'm sure they're going to build. I mean, even the Mandalorian isn't all volume. So with a larger budget for, let's say, like basically four episodes (laughs) uh, instead of eight, Mm. I do think they're going to build sets and stuff. I don't think it's going to be all volume, but I'm sure it will use the volume. Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of the fast turnaround, or Mappa asks when we think it's going to be released. Did they not say? They did not say. I guess they, they just didn't. said it's going to enter production in 2024. I would this year. guess next year. I would of, too. Middle of next year, end of next year maybe. It's. I mean, they have May and December, right? Those are like the two big... Star Wars movie dates. Star Wars months to release movies. Um, December is... There's another Avatar movie coming. Yeah, December 2025. Yes. Yeah, I think. (laughs) So they may be like, screw Avatar, we're going to put our movie out. Well, Avatar is also Disney. Oh, well, how does that work then? Is that... (laughs) I don't know. Just assume Disney owns everything. (laughs) Well, then they'll high five and they'll put both movies out (laughs) at the same day. (laughs) No, I think May is probably more likely. Um... And I think it's possible. I mean, The Mandalorian or like Ahsoka, shows like this, They, I think Ahsoka had like a 15-month turnaround from start of production to release. So if they get started soon, I think they can have it out in 2025, potentially May. I do think that's fast, but... But it'll be like an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. Yeah, even if it's two hours, that's like doing half of a season of the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So, and that, I hadn't really thought of it like that. You know, a lot of Mandalorian run times, sometimes they get up to be an hour, um, but usually they're like 30, 40 minutes. So this is going to be like half of a season still. Yeah. In a sense. So that's nice. (laughs) But I, I do think it'll come out in 2025. Yeah. I, and I think, um, Ooh, when, When's celebration? April? In oh. Ja- in Japan? I didn't think about that. Huh. I would be shocked if it were done by then. Yeah, but I don't... Huh. Maybe... That's th- a that's a good point, though. Uh, may- uh. <laughs> what if what if it is releasing in May, but they, they do a, sh- a show 
of it in Japan. I don't think they'd do that. I don't, like, I don't think they would either because people would spoil it. Yeah, there'd be spoilers. They also, I mean, they want to sell those tickets. <laughs> so I, I'm sure they'll do something. They'll have a special trailer. Yeah. Th- there will be a panel all about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I like. I think the new Jedi Order movie was probably always planned for 2026. And then they're just putting another movie up front first. Maybe they show like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. I could see that. Kind of like they did for Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, they, they always need something big and juicy to tease at Celebration or to show early at Celebration. So I would not be surprised if it were mostly finished and they showed everyone in Japan a sneak peek <laughs> um do you have anything else to talk about the mandalorian got two more little news bits to talk about i mean i was gonna ask you please do who who you thought the the main villain would be or like what's the problem for this uh i story? mean i i assume they're gonna be sent on a mission by carson teva that's my guess uh, who uh, someone Ooh, maybe from the imperial army Zeb could be, yeah. Yeah, because he'll be part of the New Republic. So I, I, I see him as more likely than like Jason or Ezra. Um, I, I think just someone from the Remnant. I don't think Thrawn is going to be the big bad for this, but... I think, yeah, I, I feel like it would be smarter to save him for season two of Ahsoka. He, he might be in it. He might be like the, the post credit scene... Not that they would do that, but just to have, if they're fighting one member, if they're fighting Brindle Hux the whole time, and then they blow up a laboratory he had. Yeah, the, and then the, at the council end, guys. Yeah. That would be cool. It's any number of them could be the baddies. Mm-hmm. Or it could like be, he's just picking them off one by one. That's kind of what I thought season four would be, is like hunting each of these people down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just assume someone having to do with the remnant Mm. ever since i compared uh this movie to barbie i'm like who would be the kin in this situation and i was like maybe the armorer i don't (laughs) like if the armorer were the kin and like she gets she gets out and tries to like have everyone wear helmets all the time (laughs) like the the whole galaxy (laughs) i don't know i'm spitballing (laughs) She ran into an influx of Beskar, and she's like, I can helmet the whole population. <laughs> uh, well, to shift gears a little bit, uh, we also got the announcement of Ahsoka Season 2. Yes, um, which we pretty much knew was happening. But yeah. nice of them to like officially acknowledge that. Yeah, like that wasn't a surprise at all. It was more just a relief to have it confirmed. I was like, okay, thank goodness. I, I was a little worried when you didn't announce it right away or mm-hmm. after the strikes. So just to have someone be like, this story is continuing. All those cliffhangers will be resolved. Don't worry. Well, we knew it would be resolved. We just didn't know how and where. Like, were they going to resolve it in Mando season four or, you know, whatever. But it's nice to know that, yes, this particular show is getting its own second season. Yeah. Something so. that... May or may not happen for Book of Boba Fett or Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think Obi-Wan needs it. Nah. Book of Boba Fett, I don't know if it needs it either. So I would like more Reva 
in my life somehow. Well, that but I feel like is just a different show. It, it can be totally different. It could be a book, a comic. Or no, I mean like a, a, a hidden path show or something. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one last bit of news, uh, Elo Asti brings it up and asks how we are feeling learning that Benioff and Weiss were going to do a first Jedi story for Star Wars. This news makes me feel nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, well, okay, they're doing it still just with someone else in right. charge. My biggest reaction to the news was the way it was reported because they just, as usual, people made like these clickbaity titles and excerpts and it says it made it sound like Benioff and Weiss were being all like well we said we wanted to do this and Lucasfilm uh, said no and but they're then, doing it anyways with somebody else and then you read the article and they say like they're very cordial about it and they're like yeah we pitched this specific idea mm-hmm. for the first Jedi story and they passed on that pitch and so they're going with James Mangold's version, or maybe they workshopped something themselves. So it's more just that Benioff and Weiss had like a specific vision. And for whatever reason, that vision didn't line up with what Lucasfilm thought was right. Mm -hmm. And so they parted ways and Benioff and Weiss seem like completely fine with that. But if you just read the headlines, it sounds like Mm. they were throwing shade. And I'm like, I don't get that from the article at all. Yeah. I mean, this happens all the time. We just don't hear about it. Mm-hmm. Behind, it's it's more behind the scenes stuff that like you wouldn't care if you never heard about this happening. Like it's it's making people angry, but why? Yeah, and I will say the annoying thing is like, okay, so they just had like a story pitch, and I guess you hadn't heard on it and passed on it yet, but you still announced it. <laughs> like that's that's the issue of they're like, learning. Yeah, they're they're learning from their mistakes. <laughs> they they had like the the press release of Benioff and Weiss are doing Star Wars and then then we heard their pitch and decided never mind and like <laughs> okay just calm down with the announcements maybe someone at Lucasfilm is still burned by the end of Game of Thrones well and they were like no. a lot of us are yeah fair i will say though like i'm not uh, i'm not anti them like oh, I, i'm not either the first 4 seasons of that show I re- you know what? I even liked it up until season seven. Like a lot of people uh, crapped on seasons five and six. I didn't hate them. I definitely think that like the storytelling got a little rushed, mm-hmm. but I was still invested. I, st- I was still having a great time every week. Yeah. And then, yeah, the end left me kind of deflated. Oh, I-, I loved the show and I did not read the books. So that might change your mind, but my biggest thing was I loved Daenerys and I just didn't like how they ended her yeah. story. Like the the ending of the White Walkers and the ending for Daenerys kind of took the wind out of my sails. But we had eight years of just like having watch parties and having fun with our friends and loving mm-hmm. that show. So I'm like, I'm not anti Game of Thrones now or anything, but that's, I'm diverging. <laughs> See, I wasn't there a rumor that they were going to do an Old Republic thing or like... I think that was just kind of the popular theory. Yeah. I'm down for that still. If they were to ever come back and do something for Star Wars and it was an Old Republic thing, that would be cool. Yeah. I'm... I don't know. But (laughs) that was the news and it was just like, oh, that's what their pitch was. Okay. Like, 
I kind of just shrugged and moved on until I saw the way it was being talked about of like the, the juicy headlines. So juicy. Uh, always get you. <laughs> but uh, that's it for today's Q&A slash discussion episode. A little different, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I this'll, enjoyed talking with you. This will be... <laughs> more of what it's going to be like we are still going to change the background up a little bit uh maybe we'll get started on that this weekend at some point <laughs> it's going to be a big job because we have to take everything off the bookshelves move the bookshelves put everything back on the bookshelves and, and not drop any lego sets <laughs> no <laughs> molly can't handle any of the lego sets <laughs> oh no <laughs> Um, but that's it for today. So if you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Blue Sky, and Threads. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.